The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Well, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate Give him a British accent. Yeah. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't Tommy, too bad. That was very rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> okay, he was so being listen. Rude. So okay. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up? What's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, what's up from the Skycam? I'm Tommy Sladak. We have Samantha Croston. We have Super Bowl champion and SU former SU running back James Mungro. And we have producer Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. We're getting into a lot today. Obviously, the first thing on everyone's minds is that Fran Brown press conference. What did he let us in on? Who is he going to be during his time in the 315? Who are some of his coaches going to be? He gave us some of that information as well. There's so much to bounce off of. We have trivia. We're going to be really diving in a little bit more to the bowl game. We'll hit that later in December here, but this is a fun show. Happy to be doing it. Make sure you're commenting, liking, subscribing. We've been getting so much feedback, and we're loving it. So check us out on the Orange Zone YouTube page, wherever you get your podcasts, TikTok, Instagram. We're all there. How's morale? I mean, we're doing great. I mean, I thought there was a lot to gather from that press conference, and we're going to dive into all of it. But my biggest takeaway was that I think he really is a great dude. I believed all the things that Fran Brown said yesterday. I like the fact that he was very honest, very open. You can tell he's the kind of guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. He talked about his background. He talked about his upbringing. He explained how all of the experiences that he's had previously have led him up to the one that he's had today. And more than anything else, he made the commitment on the first day being here when he had his first introductory press conference that he will be here for as long as he's a head coach. He said that right off the bat, and he promised that to the community. I think he cares more about just this football team. He wants the entire community to be a part of it. And I do think my very early prediction is that this could exceed a lot of people's expectations. Mungro. Well, you know, I didn't actually get to see the press conference, uh, but just what you're saying, um, he seems like he's very committed. And... Uh, having the new face up there, um, I, I feel like you know the players are going to believe into what he's saying. The community will believe into what he's saying too, as well. And this is a, a, a great start to get you know the Syracuse program back to where it used to be at. So I mean, he could really do you know m- make a really good big signature on what he's going to do up here in Syracuse. And he made multiple references to the coach Piera and yes. saying fans deserve to have what they were feeling during that time. What they were feeling in 98, 99, early 2000s, the years that you were a part of. And since we, since we have you here, one of the biggest things that, that stuck out to me and, and a lot of people is what he said about alumni in the former players and that disconnect that you just spoke about on last week's episode about really not feeling invited. Yeah. And you know, let let me uh, rephrase that. Mm -hmm. I've always been invited to go to up there to watch practice, but it's just, you know, you're always invited. Like, you know, 
when a family member says, yeah, come on to my house for dinner. Do they really want you over at dinner? Mm. <laughs> it's that it. type of invitement. Got it. So uh, it's like, are you, are you going to be causing more problems or more, you know what I mean? So it's, it's more like, of a so welcoming, it's welcoming more of a not an invitation. Yeah, it's just it. a tone. And do you really feel welcomed? And, you know, uh, from the words out of his mouth, a friend, like, you feel that genuine love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, already. I've never met the guy already, but I think we'll connect very well. Um, and you just feel that automatically. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I didn't have a connection with um, uh, Dino at all. And now it's a fresh start, um, new coach. So now I can get that connection with him in the community as well. How about those coaches before Dino? Because it, it, it feels like it's maybe not just been a an eight-year thing, but something maybe a little bit longer. And I think you're absolutely right, too, because I've been back here now in Syracuse for, for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And sooner I moved, as soon as I moved back here, I, I've heard so much uh, negativity about you know coming back, being welcome and all that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm that type of person who's like, well, listen, I, I bust my, my tail off here, blood, sweat, and tears was able to play a little professional football as well. I'm welcome anytime I want to come back to Syracuse. I chose that university and I believed in that university back in 1997. Um, you know, I believed in them and I could have won any place I went to in the country, but I chose Syracuse for a certain reason. And so I, I always felt like I made my impact here. I'm, I'm welcome here all the time. Now, you know, other guys who maybe not had positive experience here at Syracuse and that, you know, been bubble guys or didn't really play that much, they may have a different attitude how they feel being welcome back here but you know with the recent coaches the the coaches they've had here in the past 10 years um there's been a lot of stuff that happened with alumni and the engagement with the alumni uh you know being around stuff like that it really hasn't been like that i mean when players come back in town uh i hear about it like at the dome like uh such and such is here i'm like oh what do you mean such and such is here i didn't know about that oh he's in this suite you know that type of stuff oh i want to go say hi to him you know oh he's at this suite so i go over and say hi to him but the coordination um is terrible so hopefully with, you know, Fran being here, uh, I know all of us are going to give him support anyways. But, you know, by him reiterating, you know, welcome us back, that's, that's even better yet. So I'm really excited for that. Love that. And uh, what stuck out to you? I mean, for me, I thought it was really interesting how he talks about his experiences um, in his youth. You mm-hmm. know, he, he did mention his background and the fact that his mom had him when he was 13. And he explains how, where he's from, growing up in Camden, New Jersey, all of the things that, that led him to this point. I felt like all of the things he was telling everybody, there wasn't one thing that I thought he just came up with this or he was just saying it because it was the first time he was meeting the Syracuse community. It all felt very authentic to me. It was off very, the rip. Very real. Even when he was talking about his values, DART. Um, do you remember what all four of those stood for? No, any chance? I don't. And it's <laughs> so much in my head, that's not one of them. I don't either. I remember the T was toughness. I'll have to go back and see what all four of them stood for. But you could tell that his set of values and his set of beliefs is something that he has sort of instilled the entire time that he's been a coach, maybe even before that. And he also mentioned a lot about how anything that he's teaching his players – that's what he's going to do too. You know, he didn't just say, I think you would appreciate this, Mungro. He's not just talking about, um, you know, even in his recruiting pitch, he's not necessarily talking about the X's and O's of football. He said, I don't really have a recruiting pitch. I tell the truth. I say to them, do you want to become a better man? Do you want to become a better father? Do you want to become a better husband? Those are... 
and that's that's great. That's you know something like people don't realize. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because football is more deeper. It's not just going out there playing football for you know your coach like that. Your coach is your mentor. Your coach is supposed to help you uh, at any time. Um, he's like a second father, you know. And some coaches take that a little too too far, you know. what I mean, except uh, uh, when I say a second father, a person that advises you, gives you good advice, not someone's just always just you know. Uh, complaining and you know and you know giving you a side eye look and all that type of stuff. So with with him being here, like I, I said, he can rewrite the way Syracuse program has been in the past, and that's something that uh, could go on the record books and making an impact so quickly. Now I do want to play for um, our awesome listeners a minute of that press conference that Sam alluded to that I thought was the most important important piece which was when he talked about i don't have a recruiting pitch he got into really the the true nature of you under of understanding i think why he is so liked and why he's gotten to where he's gotten is from this minute and i'll also answer a question for su fans about saying he's not recruiting at georgia anymore he's recruiting at syracuse and he has an answer for that as well i don't really have a recruiting pitch i just got do you want to be successful do you want to become a man do you want to be a good father you want to be a good husband and when you're asking those questions and they can continuously see you really showing that on a day-to-day basis, then it becomes like authentic, you know, and I'm constantly calling them, constantly talking to them. But I'm building genuine relationships. I'm not just talking to you real quick and, hey, you know how you'll say somebody and I don't remember your name. Now I'm going to know your name. I'm going to know your grandma. I'm going to know your aunt. I'm going to know your cousin. I'm going to know your friend that passed away four years ago that you cared about because I'm going to make sure that I'm detailed with everything and write it down because I think the most important thing to that kid is him. So in order for me to have him trust in me, I need to understand and know him. So, like, I don't think the picture changed. I think we're going to recruit. I'm going to recruit a different athlete, you know, and I love our team. I looked at those guys. But I'm going to recruit depth. I'm going to recruit difference makers. Um, I'm really not afraid of no coach in the country. So whether it's a G, I don't care about that. You know what I mean? So whatever it is, we're going head-to-head with whoever it becomes. So we're ready to compete. We're ready to recruit. Most important minute of that press conference in my mind. Now, Brendan, Brendan Hodges, we're going to bring him in. He, he does know Dart off the top of his head. Hit us with it. Give me credit where credit's due, Tommy. Thank you for that. Uh, Dart, welcome. detailed, accountable, relentless, tough. Detail. I want to also hold myself accountable for okay. not knowing that ahead of time. Very. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know my what? Accountability. <laughs> Accountability all around. Something is starting fresh it, on the Arzo podcast, it, just like this head coach. <laughs> it's, it's straight to the point, too, and I'd be interested in hearing which one of those you think. I feel like this team has been tough enough, like even like as far long as I've been here, which has been two-plus years now. Um, now, you said, let me ask you a question, because yeah. toughness to me is – is not just being physically strong. Toughness is mentally strong. I, I hear you with that. Penalties, I, mentally strong. <clears throat> that's that's more discipline, I think, than toughness, though. Okay. I, yeah. I would put that under discipline. And, I mean, like detailed, I think, is where that would fall under as well with this in terms of They all overlap each penalties. other. Th- they do. And, I mean, but toughness for me is, like, fighting through adversity. I never got the feeling this team gave up mm. in any game. I don't know if you would think differently, James. No, I don't think they gave up. I think they might have gave up on the game plan. And of I think no, that's where of, the detail of, comes of, in. Of, of knowing, like, okay, we've tried this, we've doing this, and, like, you're looking up on the board and you still see the score hasn't changed at all. You're still losing, and you're calling the same plays and trying the same thing. So, so then I'll ask you guys this uh, question for the team, and then I'll uh, hop out of here and let you guys go at it. Which one of these four detailed, accountable, relentless, and tough is the most important to nail in this first year of the Fran Brown era? 
detail. Detail covers it, covers it all for myself. I'm going to say accountability for me. I'm going to say tough. Okay. We're dat. Um, moving on. Let's talk coaches. Okay. Let's talk this coaching staff because this, this is the exciting part of these changeovers. And this is cool because I'm being honest with you. I don't know. Well, I don't, this I, is this great. Is the first time I'm hearing I'm, about I'm the coaching I'm laying it out stuff, to you so fresh. At the same time, it also, and, and Fran Brown talked about how this is the hard part about being the new guy coming yeah. in is, you know, people are packing it up. They're moving on with their lives. People with kids, all that. It's, it's, it's tough, but it's the business. It's the nature of college football, and it is what it is. The first big one, defensive coordinator Elijah Robinson. Also grew up in Camden, played at Penn State. He and Fran coached together at Temple as well as Baylor, I believe, for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. I will double-check on that. He comes over from Texas A&M as the D-line coach. He helped the Aggies to the number one recruiting class in the country last year. And now he's coming in as D.C. Fran Brown, John Wildack, they know and understand that this guy's probably only here for a few years before he's getting the gig of his own. So for them to get him in there, it's just building something bigger. And you know what that is? Is He's looking around at the country, looking at the other best recruiters and saying, why can't we just team up? Because his new D-line coach is Nick Williams from Colorado. He was at Texas A&M last year with Elijah Robinson building that number one recruiting class. So they take him from prime. He's coming in. Okay. And those are the two big ones right now. And now that's funny because I on I was watching that uh, another coach left, and I didn't know where the coach went from the uh, you know from Prime's uh, right coaching right. staff. So that's 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 good. That's good. Yeah. So he's building he's building his staff now, and that's you know that it takes a little bit of time, but he's gonna get the right guys here. Exactly. You know I mean? And feels, I mean, you, sorry, go ahead. no, that's okay. You you touched on this already, but right now, all three of those guys are ranked by two four seven sports in the top twenty five for best recruiters in the country. That, to me, is a big deal, and it's also Huge what ties deal. all of the people who he's bringing to his staff together. He wants an entire staff of good recruiters because he understands that's the future. And there are so many different parts to that. He even talked about NIL a little right. bit yesterday. Right. He made it clear that he understands that landscape. He wouldn't give necessarily details, but he said he already has a few things in the works. And I also think that Fran Brown is smart because he thinks ahead. It's not that he ever necessarily like asked for or necessarily said, we want your money, once he said it as a joke. But he knows <laughs> that by getting the community on board, by getting the alumni on board, and by making everybody understand that they are a part of this and that it's an entire community experience, I think now people want to give more. You know, I think that when you like the coach and you like the culture and the mission and you can tell he's authentic and real, of course you're going to be more willing to want to contribute and want to be a part of this success. And who's a big piece of that puzzle? The guys with the money, the former players. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, you're a big piece of the puzzle in multiple ways. And and we're already starting to see the impact, right? Because it's not just a, oh, well, you know, good recruiters, class of, you know, 2025, you know, it's next year it's going to start. It's happening now, guys. Yeah. It's happening now. We're starting to see these four stars where Syracuse wasn't even on the radar and boom, the S is in their finalists. Yeah. And you know why? It's because of Robinson. It's because of Williams. And it's because of Fran Brown. And, and 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 as he's adding more coaches, it's going to get better. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's not going to get worse or get better. So, I mean, it, it's going to take some time. You know, and it's not going to be. I mean, we're all excited right now. It's going to take a little bit of time, just like the basketball team. It's going to take a little bit of time with the, the new changes. But 
they're going in the right direction, and that's right. the most positive thing. They're going in the right direction, finally. They're going in the right direction. Right, and we had talked a lot, I feel like, throughout the course of this entire year about what do we think that success would look like for Syracuse football? What do you want to see consistently? And the other big question was, could anyone do better than Dino? Could anyone do better than that 6-6 six and six that we had been seeing for a while? I think that Fran Brown, at least in the early stages, is showing some promise that, as a matter of fact, yes, he could maybe do better. Yes, maybe we could see a consistent 9-3 and three or the 10-2 and two type seasons and an occasional 6-6, six and six, not 6-6 six and six as the standard. And honestly, out of all the quotes and everything that he said yesterday, one thing that stuck out to me was when he said, don't tell me that you want to win a championship, but give me 6-6 six and six effort. And, and that's the whole thing of bringing his winning – winning background like he's a winner he's been on winning teams so he expects a certain type of player to be out there and you know the you know the words you know detail and all the different things like he expects that and so you got to have set the bar high and I, I feel like previously the bar has been set in the middle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like the administrative Administrative. Well, that was said straight out, Syracuse wasn't it? Is in the middle. It's I mean, like the uh, benchmark uh, was seven and five. Uh, like, I'm point sick, blank. I'm, I'm like, I'm like completely sick of like yeah, six and six. You know, we shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. They should have better, better quality coaches here, better players, whatever they have to do to, to make that work. I mean, this is a big establishment, a big university, Syracuse University, and uh, for the past few years, it hasn't felt like that. But you know what? You have to credit John Wildhack a little bit because I feel like for all of the you know, backlash and everything that he was getting, this hire, really, I feel like even within the the realm of media and all the different possibilities, Fran Brown kind of crept up at the very end there. And someone even asked, how did this all happen? What was this process like for you getting hired here? He said he called John Wildhack up and said, I want a chance here. All of a sudden, he's the new head coach. I do think that this was not not a risky hire per se, but this was a bold move. And I think now you have the potential to see bold results because you reached high. Right. And so for folks, one, you know, Fran Brown was not on the radar. I, admittedly, he was, he was not on our radar almost at all. He was a name I thought of in the very beginning, right after Dino got fired. Um, that's, that's the truth. But so, I, you're, so you're telling me after Dino got fired, you thought of Fran Brown from Georgia, DB coach. When I was making a list, and okay. Sam, can, Sam can account for it, we, I was here pretty late that night trying to figure out my eight I wanted to put in there. Okay. And he was a name on the list, but he was crossed off. Gotcha. It was because John Wildack said I, you know, his value of a Power Five coordinator okay. or head coach, and why is Fran Brown different? I mean, for one, obviously the recruiting is a big piece, but he let us in that he's had coordinator offers over the years, and he says he never took them because he didn't like that it only gave him a relationship with one side of the one ball. Side of the, yes. And the position of being the positions coach and then his job as a recruiter allowed him to really, he said, make an impact throughout the team. Because it's not just D-backs that the guy recruits, let yeah. alone defense yeah. in general. You know what I mean? Like, you know, P.J. Walker's in there and he's he's going after quarterbacks. He's going after receivers, whoever. Um, and before I forget, Elijah Robinson was at, at Temple when he kind of helped Hassan Reddick build into something from a walk-on to, you know, now an, an all-pro. So just had to sneak in my Temple reference and you guys are going to be getting a whole lot more of them. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> because you know why? And I will say this. People have been wanting this dude at Temple for years. Okay. Players especially have been wanting this dude at Temple for years. As a fan, I wanted see. him at my alma mater see. for years. Gotcha. And I am so frustrated 
Syracuse fans. I am so frustrated that they never pulled the trigger on him. But the second best thing is I get to cover him. So that's fun. Okay. Okay. Mm. I, I, I like that emotion there, Tommy. I like, I like that. Temple. He got, he's all, he's all yeah, frustrated. He's salty he's Tommy all frustrated. is a mood. I like his salty Tommy character. We got I've been working there. on my British accent, everybody. Just I, to say I was noticing that even I've been before the show. It. It's well, all right. Another guy he's keeping is Nunzio Campanelli. So okay. I asked him that yesterday um, because I was very curious. He was at the CBA game watching um, the Class A state championship at the Dome Sunday night. Fran was there with Nunzio Campanelli. So, I mean, the guy, I don't know if Fran so, Brown sleeps. So, unfortunately, now Rocky's gone then. Yeah, yeah. See, and, yeah. and, and like, like we said before, like it's hard to retain coaches. You know what I mean? He's going to bring his own guys in. And Rocky did a great job here. And Rocky right. had picked up, you know, some place. Uh, he was uh, reportedly, a, you know, a finalist for the New Mexico job. So, yeah, so I mean, it's no problem with him at all. But it's like, you know, the guys, it's, it's just – it stinks though when someone gets fired because mm. you know some of the players you know they get attached to the different coaches and stuff like that. But again, I think the move was uh, necessary, and I'm glad they made the move now. Right. There's something else I'd like to say about Fran Brown that stuck out to me as interesting. From the second that this man got off the plane, he was already making moves. He was already making moves within this community. You saw him at the state championship game with Nunzio Campanelli. You saw him at Vito's. In East Syracuse, talking to fans, hanging out. Great restaurant, by the way. Shout out Vito's. He was doing everything he could immediately. With him, when he talks about that whole dart philosophy, I think he is detailed. You could tell that from his press conference, too. This is a guy who is truly going to put his heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears into this football team. And I do feel like, even just as a former athlete myself, when you see that and the coach is setting that example, now I want to step up to that. Now I want to meet your standards because I can see your standards are so high for yourself. And you know what you preach. Well, getting back to when you're saying, um, you know, with his age and stuff like that, with you know Syracuse, like you know he was being recruited, you know, and playing football around the time when I was playing ball as well at Syracuse. So he realizes the tradition they have up here and what you know Syracuse have accomplished over those years back in the day because he's around the same time frame uh, as me. His first game was at Syracuse, East Rutherford. Um, I believe it might have been your team, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Uh, and it was Syracuse, and you guys took down Wisconsin. Does that sound familiar? Yes, or is that a little yes. bit predate you? But he, yes, no, it was Wisconsin, the yeah. first game I ever uh, participated in. Well, first year in college, actually, yeah. freshman year. But wow. he's younger, though, so he wouldn't have been in that game. He was, he was watching. Oh, he yes, said he yes, got, yeah, he got oh, busted yeah, yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so he, he said was, that stuck with him. I would, say, I would say with my age and his age, you know, like five years difference, so he was, you know, probably you know 15 16 years old right you know so i mean so he remembers all the heydays of, of syracuse and <laughs> right there right That's there crazy. there's a 97 year That's so I, I mean i really honestly Fiesta i honestly ball. think though you know we're bringing bringing his winning attitude and been, being around winners for so long like the details and everything he's going to do there um for syracuse it's going to be very important and right. i mean that's how the game is won with right. small details you know uh and listening and understanding the concepts, but I'm just, I'm just I'm just really excited. I'm really excited, you know, for this man to you know start start getting things going. I mean, just get it going. I can feel the energy, <laughs> and uh, I brought up Campanelli because he will again he will stay on the staff in what capacity. You know, he said he will let Fran Brown kind of you know be the one to announce that, but he will still be serving as the head coach in the bowl game, which I think um, I, I definitely expected. Um, yeah. I. 
it would just be it would be strange. Or I mean, or I mean, or okay, Fran's the head coach. Everyone knows he's going to be the head coach, and he is the head coach. But again, he doesn't have the offense, you know, the coordination, no. all that type of stuff. So he'll have the guys, you know, finish the job as they started, and, and they deserve so, to, yeah, right? they deserve that. And you know, they have pride too, as well, the coaches, because mm-hmm. they're looking for new jobs as well. Heck yeah! So that gives them opportunity to shine one more other time for uh, you know other staff members could pick them up from other teams. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Big time. Big time. So exciting stuff with that, um, or exciting stuff, just the fact that we get to you know have a bowl game in all of this. And <laughs> There's still know, football to play yeah. in all we this. We shall see. So you know, Nunzia will be coaching there. SU taking on... South Florida, and they're going to all right. Boca Raton. Thank it's official. you. Yes, it's officially Boca Raton. Raton. Okay. Well, no. Why wasn't it official? I thought it was official yesterday. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it is. <laughs> I'm like the the the, 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 the <laughs> pronunciation of Boca Raton or Boca Raton. Can, can you can you say it in your British accent? Boca Raton. That was good. Boca Raton. That was like Boca. almost Hannah Waddingham ass. I've been a Boca Raton person, but anyway, so they're heading to Florida. We were hoping for Tampa. This wasn't even on our radar. Mm. Yeah. It's not on the wheel. You see yourself going? It's not on the uh, No. No? I don't see myself going, to be honest with you. Um, why? Um, it's just so close to Christmas and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not just driving. You know, it's New York exactly. or Boston. Not as easy, um, but. I got other plans in the sure. making. So, But, I mean, I'll be watching for sure. I'll yeah. be watching. And I think this is this is good for the school. It's good for the fan base that they're going to be and, down and, there and, because know, it's it's Birmingham, Fort Worth. You're talking about a totally different beast in terms of flights. Syracuse to Florida, Fort Lauderdale, you'll get there. And I, I think that's good for a fan base for people that are trying to go. I mm-hmm. think if Syracuse, you know, fan base are going to go any place, it would be to Florida. But, you know, yeah. who wants to go to Birmingham? <laughs> who wants to go to or Detroit? Boston, to be who honest. Who wants to go to Boston? I, know, I mean, so it's, true. It's, Boston it's College. Little, Staying Woof. in Boston. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's na- Could you imagine as a player how, how bummed you'd be? <laughs> oh, so I'm just staying well, in Boston. I, mean, I, I know they don't have this, but all I'm thinking game. about is like a Syracuse Bowl for Syracuse players. <laughs> like, name a place you would not want to be in December. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you say this bowl ranks for you considering how the Orange's season has gone? Well, I could tell you what. Yahoo <laughs> ranks the bowl games. I don't know. I looked yesterday up at the bowl games. I'm guessing and, it's low. And out of 41 bowl games, um, this game was ranked at um, 40. Oh. Huh. I mean, that's about I, – I would say that's expected. The question is the question's more about, like, location. I understand yes. what you mean. Yeah, I mean, Got location – I mean, what, nine? Like, oh, how could it be any yeah. better? Like, I'll, go, I'll go nine. Ten would be San Diego <laughs> for me. A kick and dream I, one day. But you know something? The, the kids are six and six. They're bowl eligible. It doesn't matter. They got their wins early in the year, you know, and, and at the back end of the year, they do only got one win. Um, they're six and six. They earn it. I mean, there's teams <clears> there's five and seven. I mean, now the, the other question you ask is, like, do you think six and six teams should go? Well, they, got, they, got, they have a five and seven team is going because there's not enough six winning teams or at least 500 teams. Right. Um, so, you know, the kids uh, have the, the chance to go out there and uh, play one last time, and rightfully so. 
you know, they earned it. They're bowl eligible. They made it. Um, it was an ugly, uh, ugly way, but they're there and they deserve it. And uh, let's let's go get South Florida. And you speak about fighting for a job. So are the, so are some of those players. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Whether they want to say or go elsewhere, it's it's because he's gonna bring the transfer portal in, and there's gonna be people coming in and everything like that. And you know, this like like the coaches. It's all a tryout right now for everybody. Honestly. Right. Ready for trivia? I'm ready for trivia. Okay. I saw producer oh, Brennan's ready. trivia next. We're ready for trivia. Although it says it's a geography question, which I must say is essentially my worst nightmare. This is my dream. It is. It's about the only thing I was good at in school. Really? <laughs> and this that was is only like a piece my of Achilles history. heel. That temple. History, I loved history. That Tommy, was what happened to that temple education, man? You, you just screwing your old school. I wasn't taking they, geography. They, they, I had a they, major, dude. I'm talking high school, middle school. College, I was a good student. Before that... <laughs> How I ended up here is a good question. <laughs> Speaking, we're, we're glad to have you here, Tommy. Well, thank you, okay. guys. You yes. and you, Samantha. I we're studied for y'all. Anyway, trivia question one of two for this episode because we have a little more to talk about after this. Syracuse football's trip to Boca Raton will be the program's leading 10th trip to the state of Florida for a bowl game. Ten times they've been to the Sunshine State. Which state or states, plural, is or are second on the list of Syracuse Bowl appearances. I feel like the fact that he's saying is or are means that there are two that yeah. are tied. Or, oh, but he's also, this is him or being... Or is he just being weird? He's being tricky. Are you, be, are you being tricky? I can neither confirm nor deny that. That is so... Oh, God. So this we're is basically why he's the trivia king. This is why it's great that I sit trivia here on my own villain. set because you can't see my facial expressions, so you'd be able to tell if I was like trying to trick you or anything back here. Like The audience can see my face right now. And I'm not going to tell you what it looks like because that may give your uh, train of thought away, I should say. He's either shaking his head or nodding his head. Um, That's the same thing. Second state could be one or two. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, where were you, where were you for, for all your years? Do you remember the locations? Yeah, I remember locations. Okay. Ask me. Well, help me out. Help me like out that. with it. You're not answering. I know I, you're in Nashville. Oh, is this a, a together question or is this an individual question? I, <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm going. I'm going. I will. Hey, 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 children, children. <laughs> I will. I will tell you. This probably would be a question where you would want to work together. Oh, well, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate. Give me a British accent. Yeah. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't Tommy, your bad. There. That was very rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> Okay, he was so being listen, rude. So, okay, this is what... And you're smelly. <laughs> that is not true. It might be a little bit. Um, oh, my gosh. I got to get together now. Okay, so bowl games we're in. Yeah. Arizona, Tennessee. Okay. Florida. Arizona, Tennessee, Florida. And we, we did um, Arizona twice. Ooh. So, well, that's good to know. I, well, well I was going to say Arizona, just let it known. For oh, in, for, for you. In, for, in, for you. Any individual. Wow, uh, you really okay. leave us <laughs> All right. So, Zona, we have at least two. And so then I would say from there I would go. Uh, Pinstripe, they've been at three times. I was thinking New York. That's the first so one that came NY to mind. So, NY three, but I don't think they'd be anywhere uh, before that. Maryland? We've been down to Maryland a lot. Okay. It's really it's the it's the eighties and nineties that we have to think well, about. The, yeah, um, and the thing about it is they didn't have all these bowl games too. As right, well. I very mean, true. It was, only a it was small pretty bird. simple. Yeah, so I would um, throw Texas in there. Where was where's where was the Cotton Bowl played normally? I thought it was in Texas. Okay. 
Because okay. we played in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. 88, or no, 87. I just don't know how many times they played there more. I'm curious about the Fiesta Bowl. Well, the Fiesta Bowl is in Arizona. That's why I mean. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to but think. But then, then, do you remember, you don't remember the, the Bulls got, weren't the Bulls moving around? Like, yeah. Fiesta was out, you know, wasn't always in Arizona. That got moved around and I think believed to still, to this day, I think the Rose is maybe the only one I can think this of. It's always, always Pasadena. Pasadena. Yes. So, for time purposes, let's, yeah. uh, let's make Let's, let's go make with this. <laughs> what do we... Um, is the Arizona at, one? Arizona one? Arizona, we only... I mean, we have no for a fact there's I feel like two if he there. wants to let it rip on Arizona, then okay. we should just we lock it in. We had two bowl games. I played right. two bowl games in Arizona. All right, and Arizona then, is one. Two, I mean, we know New York has at least three. Or no, at least three. It's definitely three, but, but I you feel said, like... But you said Maryland a lot? Well, in the... Uh, Let's go Texas too. All right. Zona and Texas. Zona and Texas got to be one. Arizona and Texas are the two states that you are submitting for your answer. Yes. Those are both correct. However, there are two other states that are tied. Whoa. With that. Okay. Whoa. All right. I, I mean, so I think no, we go so, right on our list. So wait, do I got to put I was my? No, no, hold on. Let me. Or should I put my thinking cap back on? Rookies. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I'm one of those leading I mean, the show, you right? are leading the show. Do you? I'm going <clears> to <throat> confirm with you if you would like this. Do you want New York as three and Maryland, like New York and Maryland? So that would be probably, I'm guessing, maybe a three-way tie for three. I think we played in Detroit a couple times, too, as well. Hmm. But I can't. But no, no, because the motors—that's new. Because the motor—that's new right. stadium. Right. So that stadium was never there before. No, they played in Pontiac then. There's definitely a dome there because I just think of the Lions well, fans Pontiac. with the bags yeah. over their heads on Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> you like New York and Maryland, or you want to put put in Michigan? I, I gave you my first two. You guys got to do three and four. Let's okay. go New York and Maryland. <laughs> New York. Let's do New York and Maryland then. Oh wait! No! 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 Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! North Carolina. What? Charlotte? Yeah. Then they played. Was that? Is that newer though? I don't know. I mean, I can't think of any. I. I. I wish I knew the bowl scene thirty years ago. I wasn't alive for you were. Or Georgia? Did they play in Georgia a lot? Georgia, maybe Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. They. I don't. I don't know. I'll be Let's off. go New York and Maryland. Okay. Final answer. New York and Maryland. New York is correct. Okay, so we're not going. We're not going to go with Maryland. We're going to figure another team. <laughs> you, well, you were so slow. You said final answer. Well, you, you, pa- heard it wrong. you paused. Yeah. You got three of the four. There is one state and one city in particular that you guys have omitted in, throughout this entire discussion. New Orleans? Yes, sir. Oh, mm. New Orleans, Louisiana. That is the fourth state. I was going to say that, Super too. dumb. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> Mongrel always <laughs> says that. Three, <laughs> three appearances each for those four states. But you wow. guys did, I'll give you credit. You did pretty good that on that one. That was pretty darn good. Hey. Boom. Boom. Let's do a mini bang. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Finishing up. Elsewhere in the CNY football landscape. Got to give two shout-outs before we get out of here. SUNY Cortland, dream run. Red Dragons have reached the semifinals of the NCAA Division Three football tournament for the first time ever. They will hit the road to take on Randolph-Macon. They will play either North Central, who's the powerhouse, and Wartburg. And Mount Union, 
D3 Powerhouse went down last yes. week to... I heard, I heard about that today, actually. To Alma. Yes. And, dude, SUNY Cortland's got the offense. I have a co-worker, I have a co-worker that uh, son is at uh, down here at uh, Cornell. Wait, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Or Cortland? I mean, yeah, yeah, Cortland. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's really excited about it. He was explaining it's awesome, what's dude. going on and stuff like it's that. It's awesome. It's going to be on streamed on ESPN+, Plus, so check the that D3 out on Saturday. The D3 semifinals, and this is showing my Division three bias, are some of the more entertaining football games you will watch. I believe that. I, normally, I 100% believe normally, that. Because normally, right now, I feel like, though, it's normally always North Central and then Mount Union, and they North, just blow teams out all the way there. North Central's kind of been like the new kid on the block. They, yeah, they got always, really was, good um, a couple of years. It was Wisconsin White Whitewater. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole it. Wisconsin conference. Union, Whitewater, uh, Mary Harden Baylor was then another one down you get in Texas. Uh, the Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota is yeah. normally there. One of those. That's, more that's of the FCS. Small. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, but hey, Pierre Garcon, Mount Union. Um, and then Christian Brothers Academy, local team, a team that has some Syracuse recruits, yep. including Sayer Torrance, who's a senior. And I like to think that is the immediacy of Campanelli and brown attending that game so we shall see if he ends up committing to them brothers defeated carmel 31 to 17 darian williams um has offers from penn state i don't believe is an offer from syracuse but you like to think that they might try to add him to the list here late so anyway that's our show we're gonna be getting into some hoops later in the week and we have one more thing one more thing that's very important and producer <laughs> brendan hodges is leaving how you on time? I'm getting all emotional. Now. I know. Just, I just I wanted the raw reaction from you. Brandon, are you leaving? The hell's going on? I'll make a call to Sean. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, do you want to do you want to do the honors? I, I will do the honors. I have taken a job in the lovely city of Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Starting, Congratulations. Starting the new year. Congratulations, Congratulations uh, Brandon. Thank you. Um, Can we still do our trivia questions? Yeah. Yeah. You sure. Can, I can send you guys trivia. You can send us stuff. You can send us stuff. No, it's a it. It made sense. I have family that lives in that area, in the city, as well as just outside of it. Ironically enough, my family is driving to the East Coast for Christmas this year, so I finish up here December twenty second. That is two weeks from now ish. So there are two more episodes with the trivia villain, the original trivia the original, villain. You're the original. Speaking yeah. of that, so where are you originally from, Brandon? St. Louis, Missouri. The Show Me State. Yeah. Show Me State. <laughs> and you find it on a map, no one here in the newsroom can. I, I know exactly. I can. I lived there. For t- I lived there for two years. My, agent, my agent was from. Uh, I bought my vehicle from uh, East East Eastland or is East that, it's uh, Earth Earth Earth, Earth some, City Earth City. Yeah, my Earth dad City. works there. Okay, how about yeah. that? Well, okay. Brendan, we're proud of you. <laughs> yeah. We loved having you on the show, and unbeknownst to you, we actually got you a small gift. Oh, stop! That we would like to be able to show up to the camera so that. Everybody who's this watching on YouTube, you could keep this on Sam. If you could keep this on Sam, you could just keep it on Sam. It's a it's a little mouse pad gift. Hang on a for second. Your, Hang on a second. It's a, can you put up your face and yes. my shot? Uh, I can put up my face and the three we, shot. We'd like we'd like to. No, no, it has to be my shot so you can see the gift. I, I don't know if I have something for that. Let me scroll through these real what quick. What do you mean? It's just Sam's shot and then your your, your, re, your so, live reaction. Like, I have the little box that we do. I have my face up here, and then I have you. I can go to your shot and then switch back to it, like, if that helps. That would be okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Let's so make it I, happen. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I'm on yeah, Sam's shot. I hope yeah. that you'll be able to see it through the camera. But it's a little mouse pad that we got made for you so that you will remember your time here. Are you ready to see I it? I am ready to see it. 
Wow. <laughs> oh my god! If you take a look at it, it's a uh, it's an artist rendering. Sorry for those for those listening. <laughs> you can check that? this out on on YouTube. Uh, but it's a mouse pad and it's a caricature cartoon drawing of Samantha and I, oh Brendan with a crown on his head that says "Trivia King" <laughs> over the desk. Oh my god! I love the finger too. Want I me to bring it even closer that to is, the camera? That is bring amazing. Bring it closer to the camera. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Because Brendan, you're the trivia king, right and you will always be the trivia king. <laughs> you guys face it. That is good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Brendan, Brendan, in, in all seriousness, man, you've been a big part of creating something from scratch. And I just think back to when we started and we were in. I'm trying to have a serious moment. <laughs> and you guys are laughing face, at my face. Wait, 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 Tommy's like, outfit. Tommy's yeah. outfit. All blue. Oh, my gosh. I never said anything about wanting a blue jumpsuit, but I got it. You look terrified. <laughs> wait, the best part is that's a real, a real face I made. And that's a real face I've had him send me. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. All right, anyway. So we started yeah. this podcast uh, maybe like 15 months ago, and it was truly a star from scratch. We were in different spots in the building before this studio was built. James's first show, we were in you know a, a very small closet of a podcast studio. And the whole time, Brendan has been a part of the creation. And for those... Um, you know, at home, Brendan's also one of our producers here at CMY Central. And on Tuesdays, that's his dedicated day to where he's able to work on these amazing notes. Great job, Do Brandon. some editing, putting the show together, being a part of the promotion of it. But what people don't see is that any day that ends in Y, it's not just Tuesday. This man is calling me or coming into my office with ideas or something he wants to run by me. He cares about this show so much, and he's really helped make it award-winning. And uh, he's a huge part of the story, man, and we're going to miss you. But, yeah. I Listen, ditto. I think most people who watch this podcast per perhaps know this, but me and Brendan actually met in Newhouse at grad school. He's literally the reason I got this job because I recommended him, which I always like to hold over his head. And she got money for that. And I way. got a grand richer, and everybody knows that. <laughs> Find your fee, baby. Find your fee. Listen, that's, she listen. never gave Brendan. You didn't give Brendan. A you, 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 <laughs> I took him out to dinner his first week, but in all seriousness, <laughs> no, this is listen. That's crummy. What what other people also don't know is outside of this, Brennan also does play-by-play. -play. He tried to teach me play-by-play -play from scratch. He's somebody who, outside of all of this and outside of work, would drop anything that he's doing at any time just to come and hang out with me or come and help me for something. Very selfless dude. He's somebody who cares a lot about what he does. And I'm so excited to see what he does in Baltimore. That city's lucky to have him. He'll bring his A game like he always does. Bring his A game. What would you like to say to Brendan? I'm gonna miss that uh, the Hobbit sweater. <laughs> what? Um, what else am I gonna miss? What's um, wait Hobbit sweater? Yeah, that sweater. That's, that's, that's oh, the thing. gray one. Yeah, the thing that it looks like I don't know. I saw it in Lords of the Rings. Wait, that's that's the nicest thing Mungro could just come up with on <laughs> yeah. the top of his head. <laughs> no, Brandon. No, you've been a great guy, and I appreciate all that you've done, and uh, you made me stronger on on the microphone, obviously. And uh, we're going to miss you. 
I come a long me. way from that first comment you had to me. Oh, so this is the guy that's giving you all the really hard trivia. Like, at, first, like that. at first, I thought you were a jerk. I was like, okay, let's be honest. Like, yo, why is we just trivia? They did okay. have a great relationship like, story between these two because they, they really they we butted heads. We just would always butt heads on trivia because it's like, why? Well, you guys needed to understand each other, and once you guys understood each other, I thought the the back and forth you guys had some of my favorite some of the stuff parts came of the up, show. Like, who the hell was thinking of this stuff? Like. <laughs> Like, what do you do, David? Like, to come off to, like, something in the 60s, and I, I was just... But it made me smarter, Brandon. <laughs> it made me smarter with my Syracuse history, okay? So I was like, you know, some stuff was real easy, and I'm like, who the... I don't know this. Like, half the time, I didn't know half the... Yeah. I, didn't, I, know. I didn't. Like, today was, like, a good one. Like, today yeah. like, today was more my speed, more reasonable, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but just no, you it, wait, James. The next just, two weeks are going to be hell. Oh, man. I, I may call in. <laughs> no, no I, you've, been, you've been great, man. You did really a great job for all I appreciate you guys saying all that. And like I said, next two episodes, I'm here, and I have something a little special for you guys coming in a couple of weeks. Whoa. So, Love is it, that. Is it still a tr- uh, trivia? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I have a present. It, it's it, trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> And you're not going to get it. It, it. it does not have anything to do with trivia. I am in the middle of uh, drafting it. Uh, at, at, it's always a draft. It's, it's, a, it's, he's, it's, he's something, it's something serious. Always. Well, that's why he's the trivia villain. That's hey, why he's the, the trivia king. You're the best, Brandon. Yeah, you're the best. I appreciate you. It's going to be have, tough finding someone uh, to take your spot. Happy we have you for two more weeks. Maybe we'll put Samantha there next year. Oh, you're just booting her off the table? <laughs> Samantha Croston, future producer, apparently. James Mungro. <laughs> Brendan Hodges, Tommy Sladak, award-winning Arzo Podcast. Thank you, Billy Whitaker. Cars and trucks, we're out of here. Peace. Have a good one. See you next week. Cheers, pip-pip.